Hi guys, welcome to the Traveling Twin Podcast. I'm your host Rachel, aka The Traveling Twin. For those of you that don't know me, I'm an international adventurer and credit card enthusiast who started traveling at just 18 years old and since then I've been to 13 different countries and I'm here to help you do the same. Whether you're 18 like I was or 65, male or female, I think that everyone should have the opportunity to travel and see this world that we live in. On this podcast, we're going to talk about everything from traveling on a budget and maximizing credit card benefits to how you could go on killer trips every single year and so much more. This is a podcast and resource for anyone who wants to see the world, but also wants to do it as strategically as possible. Since I've been planning trips for over seven years, you can trust me to give the inside scoop so that you, your spouse, your family, and your friends could get going. Ready to dive in? Let's do this. Okay, guys, welcome back to the Traveling Twin Podcast. Wherever the phone is. Darm. Today's guest, (laughs) Darm, is waving at you guys on reels. Yep. Darm, not everybody will be able to see this, but now they'll know that you are waving. yeah. Yeah. So without further ado, today's guest is our friend and Ryan's roommate, Darm. Darm, say hi. Hello. I I like to work on Ryan's roommate introduction, but that's fine. (laughs) How else can I introduce you? I said friend and roommate. Okay, that's fine. That's fine. That's pretty good. That's fair. That's fair. So he lives at Ryan's apartment. No, I'm kidding. Okay. (laughs) So we have this joke because Darm and Ryan live together and they've lived together in two different apartments for the past two years. But whenever I'm going over there or we're going back there after doing something, I'm like, let's go back to Ryan's house. And Darm looks at me and he's like, I hate you. (laughs) So now, now I feel like you try to get me back sometimes though. Cause you're like, let's go back to Dorian's house. I do say it. I do say it on purpose. Yeah. Cause I'm like, Rachel Rachel definitely does it on purpose. (laughs) I swear I don't. I feel like, you know how sometimes... It's, like, long, so some people, I think, say, like, mom and dad's house, but when I'm going to my dad's house, I say dad's house, not dad and Kelly's. When I say mom's house, I say mom's house, not, right. like, mom and Chuck, so I feel like in so you your brain- So you should just say dorm. Just dorm's house. house. Yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have yeah. to rewire my brain a little right. bit, because I feel like the person that you say is the person you have the closest relationship right. to. Right, but you don't know you don't Ryan realize. that well, you know? No, I don't. Right. Yeah, we've yeah. only been together since the womb, but, like, it's nothing like... Yeah, it's not that long, though. Yeah, we're, we're pretty close. Yeah, so, easily. So, yeah, basically, yeah. Darm lives at Darm's house, and Ryan just right. happens to also live yeah. there. And that's how we met. Actually, we met before yeah. that. Do you remember when we met? I think we met in West Hartford, right? When... Oh, no, wait, wait, wait. We met at uh, your guys' 21st birthday party. We you threw did? a surprise birthday party. I think Ryan... Oh, yeah, I threw a surprise birthday for yeah. Ryan. Yes, yeah, and yeah. then I think it was me and one other person that we went to college with. I can't remember his name, but I think Ryan must have said oh, our crap. names. Wait, was it um started with a C? Clay? Clay. Clay. Perfect, yep. yeah. So it was me and him, but I, I actually didn't know that guy that well. But I remember you were like, hey... We're throwing a surprise birthday party for Ryan. I was like, 100% in. There we go. And we hadn't even met. I just like texted you. We never met going out. I can't remember. I remember Bar Louie in West Hartford. Bar Louie. That's oh, where we that's went. when young Sarah was. Oh, my God. Yeah, that's The that's young kids. Sarah was very young. Sarah was like 17, 18, oh my God. maybe. 
But yeah, so basically, we've known yeah. each other for what, like three, four, maybe longer. I don't know. I give us like we were five fresh or six 21. years. I think I wasn't even. Tw- uh, I wasn't twenty-one. Oh no, I might have. Yeah, I so think like I was just four 21. and a half, five yeah. years. Yeah. I'd say. Yeah. So we're pretty close. Yep. Also, as you guys know, I think um darm and ryan live up across the parking lot from us literally a one minute walk away so we all hang out all the time we're very close anyway the reason that darm is against ryan's apartment (laughs) so anyway the reason that (laughs) darm is on this podcast today not just tell you about his apartment but also to tell you about him studying abroad because darm i think i already told you this but i'm doing like a mini study abroad series i just want to cover the logistics of studying abroad maybe a little bit about the cost and the place that you went obviously because i feel like that's that's the biggest thing a lot of people think to themselves when they go to college i want to study abroad but maybe they're between a few places so i want to help those people to figure out where they want to go and since a lot of my demographic that listens to this podcast is definitely out of the college phase. Um, I think it'll also just be interesting for people to hear where you would suggest to go. So do you want to tell us a little bit about where you studied abroad, where you went, and kind of the like logistics of setting it up to even go? Okay. Yeah, that was a great question. <laughs> long, long question. Yeah, that was that's that's a lot. There's like a three question to one. But regardless, yep. I think it. I think the first thing is depending on your major. I think every major is different, and then that opens up the opportunity of when you can travel. Is it your first, second, third, or fourth year? I think accounting is very difficult. You have to take a class every semester, almost from your freshman year to your fourth year, and they always say you should not travel abroad as an accountant. Wow, I didn't know that. Yeah, it's it's absurd cuz I don't it doesn't even make sense. So I actually had to take a summer class. I couldn't take a I couldn't study abroad in the like the summer or winter class. So I went in like the summerish time. I went for 2 weeks and then I did a week in advance. I had to get I think I had to get a special approval or I had to talk to someone. It was it was a so long process. So it was like process. a special process, like different for people that have different majors. Oh yeah. Wow, it's, I yeah. had no clue. Yeah, it's absurd. But I think 100% it's worth it. It's it's so cost effective. You get to, your connections are absurd. I remember when I went, I went to, I got to see AIG, which is like, I think at the time was the insurance company for Apple. I don't know if they still are. I got to talk to someone in there. I talked to someone in the Xfinity uh, insurance company. So I got to meet an absurd amount of connections and it wasn't that expensive. I think in total to get three credits there and back, I spent about $2,000. Which isn't bad. Which isn't bad at all. Because if you went anyway for a yeah. three-week trip to Europe, almost oh. regardless of where you go, you're going to spend Easily. two grand. Easily. And London's and one of the most expensive cities. And you got a credit out of it. Yeah. You got three, three credits. credits. I got a free class. Yeah. So you took one class while you were there. Yeah, which was the class just to go which there. Which was the... Yeah. So, so, so for tell two us we- about yeah. that class. Yeah, so normally it's like what four months to get a credit. So in right. two weeks, I got a I got three credits, and in that time, I just had to write like a fifteen page paper, which just sounds absurd, but it's double space, whatever, etc. Double space. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't yeah. worry. Don't worry. You get to you get to hide it that put, way. Put the periods up from twelve font to thirteen. Yeah. You'll be fine. Yeah, you have some blank spaces that are like you keep some them hidden. Some double spaces. Yeah. It's fine. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But my. What I loved most about it was it wasn't about the workload. It was the fact that it was just like, wow, I'm getting to see a new place. I'm getting to try new foods, try to experience, like hang out with new people. I think it's 
I think many Americans, because we both obviously live here in the States, no one leaves U.S. If anyone leaves the U.S., it's like going to a resort where it's all-inclusive, just drinking, blah, blah, blah. But when you go see other countries, when you get to actually interact with the locals, like, you get a different perspective. Very you can't immersive. put a price tag. Yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah, that sounds awesome. So the only kind of trouble you had when you were setting up to go to London was the fact that you wouldn't be able to go for the whole semester, correct? Yeah, and it was, I actually had to talk to my, actually, yeah, that's that's a good question. I actually had to talk to my guidance counselor because I was like, hey, I'm going to go for two weeks. How's that going to impact me graduating on time? Because I think, I think anyone that's in college, no matter like, you know, money's obviously the most important thing because you want to graduate the lowest amount of debt, but it's like, am I going to graduate on time? That's yeah. all that matters. Yeah. So I was like, hey, can I actually graduate on time? Because that that wasn't part of the like curriculum. But so this it, was like yeah. an extra thing that you didn't, it wasn't a class you needed to take. It was no. just yeah. a class you wanted to take and a reason to go there. Exactly. Because I, I, I don't know. I feel like everyone's story where like, it doesn't matter how far they've gotten, et cetera, all of those things. It's just always been like, wow, I started abroad in college. Like I lived I on campus. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So I was like, okay, am I missing out? I got to do it. It's right. like FOMO. Yeah, and it's exactly. like something, you're right, you can only do in college because, like we just said, now you could still go to London if you really want. It would be yeah. very hard yeah. for you to go. Darm has a very intense job. Darm works a lot. So <laughs> I don't think you'd be able to go for three weeks now, right? <laughs> right, right, yeah. But, but say that you had enough PTO, like... If you went for three weeks now, it's a lot harder. We have more responsibilities now. And you wouldn't be able to take a class. Like, it wouldn't count towards anything unless you were yeah. going back to college. So, yeah. really, studying abroad, you're right, is just something for college. So, it makes everyone want to do it. Yeah, and I think London is such a great city. I think people compare, like, London and New York City. It's like they both kind of correlate. Big cities. Yeah, exactly. Yep. Big city, like it's the finance, ITE, like tech, like all those things are both going on in New York City and London. And it's like, if you're in college, get to experience that in the EU, that I don't know if you can like replace it. I 100% look back at it, I would still spend that money. So is that what made you decide on going to London? Like, how did you even decide, I want to study abroad? Because I feel like it's two parts. Yeah. You decide, okay, I want to study abroad. And then you're like, okay, this is where I want to go. So how did that whole thing happen? Oh, that's a tough one. I think I honestly, so many years ago. So to answer the first part, I can't remember. I, I remember there was like other parts we go to. I think it was uh, maybe Greek and other parts of EU, but I I just wanted to go to London. I feel like every movie that I watched growing up, etc., was always just like, wow, London is the place where it's like everything's happening if you wanna if you wanna go ahead in your career, but it's not about your career, but the other side of it is just like there's so much history behind it, right? At one point, like what was it? Didn't the UK Empire had light on every single part of the globe in the sense that like I, I don't know how to explain it but if if it got dark on one side of the earth the other side of the earth oh, had light yeah. right yeah and then London still owned like the UK still owned it so in the sense like that's that's too extreme but the point being that there's a lot of history in the UK I think UK has to be a spot you have to go to so if you're considering study abroad, you'd, you're saying that you definitely say go to the UK. 100%. Okay, so that makes sense what went into your decision to go, for sure. Yeah. I can definitely understand the history, and I think you're right. 
Yeah. I, when I think of big cities in the world, I think immediately New York City, right. London, yep. Paris, Tokyo. Those yep. are like the famous ones where people oh, travel across continents to go yep. and see them. So very cool. But now let's get into your actual trip. Okay. So where did you stay and did you go with the people that you knew or did you meet people there? Okay, that's... Oh my God, you're giving me such tough questions, Rachel. <laughs> <laughs> so I went with a buddy of mine. We... Uh, we stayed a week in advance at Dallas Hill. I don't know if, if people can search it up. So it's I think it's about an hour out. So I remember it's such a, it's such a sketchy area. Actually, looking back at it, <laughs> <laughs> I you're remember like, you're like searching up, and then you're like, it's actually such yeah, a yeah, it's probably area. not the best area. But I remember <laughs> one time, me and my buddy, we were uh, we got we actually landed in Dal- uh, we landed in like Heathrow Airport. I think that's the only one. In London, the main airport. Yeah, yep. that's the main one at least. We got there. Everything was like an hour, an hour and a half, and like it was the second or third day. We, me and my buddy, actually went out with one of uh, their friends in uh, London. We we went out. We just got like you know grabbed a drink or two, saw like a game, whatever. And we were coming back, and I remember we got we got off the train station and we were walking back to the Airbnb. And we, we got out, I think we were like, we didn't have an, like, you know, obviously there's a different accent between, like, English and UK, right? Right. And point being is we were walking, and the apartment was, uh, the Airbnb was to the right, and I, I saw somebody in the, like, the right of my eye following me, and they were, like, kind of walking kind of weird. So I was like, hey, I told my buddy, like, keep walking straight. And I actually took a right, like, a street, a, a street ahead, and they started following me. They, like, immediately, so, the like, we were walking straight. I said, like, hey, keep walking straight. And then I, like, I let them walk a little bit ahead. So I stayed kind of back. And then I remember taking an immediate right. And then, like, the person followed me. And I remember, like, I just started taking off because I was, like, hey, like, I don't know. You ran? I ran. I was, like, I'm not risking. I'm not going to fight somebody. <laughs> like, so did they chase you? Did they run? No, they didn't. They didn't. So maybe I, I might have over-exaggerated the story. But the point so being was that they were. St- yeah, yeah. And that shows the area you stayed in. That yeah. was close to where you stayed. It was expensive. I don't know. In college, I feel like anything above, like, 150, like, 200 per night is crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, but, like, besides so, that, so, yeah. So your housing... Let's take it back for a second. Yep. So your housing was not through the university. No. You no. had to find it yourself? Yeah. So I actually went. So like it was a two-week program, but I actually wanted to go ahead with me and my oh. buddy. We wanted to actually travel UK because I think we were staying very close to London, which is fantastic. Mm-hmm. And I think it's definitely the right move. But we were just more like, hey. We want to be Let's close. explore. Yeah. Let's yeah. explore the area. Let's go see our friends. Like what's out there. Okay. Wow. So that's why you went. In advance, exactly. though, is to go yeah. and see things. Yeah. Very cool. So would you tell people to go and stay there? or I, I probably wouldn't say doll is hell. But at the same point, I feel like... So it's so inflated. To get an apartment like in London, I think it's like 1.5 million euros. It's, it's not even affordable to stay in London. So I think you have to stay out. But I think it's finding the right area. And I never felt threatened. Even though that situation happened one night, I don't think there was like a an absurd safety concern and i was in college that's so good. like the fact that i was willing to sacrifice my own safety and i didn't feel that threatened i think you should definitely go okay so then what did you do during that week let's go chronologically so let's yep. talk about first what you did during the week and then we'll talk about where you stayed the next two weeks what happened with your class anything yep. like that so my first week i we 
I always stayed in Dollars Hill. Um, I'm trying to remember. It's been like a little, a little too many years at this point. But oh yeah, how many years ago was it? six or seven at this point wow um, oh my one, god we're when, old when did we get old i feel like we got old this year i really do i don't know i think i got old when we graduated i think i got old this year last night Rachel, we had some friends over old. i ain't last <laughs> night we had some friends over and dorian and his friend passed out at 9 30 Great and time. They, they woke up. That's what time we usually go to bed that's the time i usually go to bed fantastic but they woke up and dorian's like How's everyone here? It's like two a.m. I'm like Dorian. It's nine thirty, and I was nine thirty, like, and people are still over. Yes, it was. It was a Friday. What day was it? Saturday night. It was a Saturday night. You know. So I'm like, dang, we are old. I used to like get home and start getting ready to go somewhere at nine thirty, and now I'm on my couch with my cats. Dorian's asleep. I'm falling asleep. So, yeah. I feel like our friend group was, I mean, I don't know, when was it, like, two years ago? It was, like, the summertime. We'd be like, it's a Friday. Everyone wake up. Yeah. Yeah. Now we're like, it's 7.30, and it's a chance of rain at 9 p.m.? Whoa. Let's just stay home and watch a movie, guys. No joke. <laughs> now now I feel like we don't see each other as much. We yeah. did have our summer social calendar, though, yep. which kept us busy. We're going to talk yeah. about that on another episode, guys, yep. because yep. we stayed very organized this summer. I told our friends in March. You did a good what, job March, organizing that. I was like, I turned to our friend Callie, and I was like, every year we always say all of these places that we want to go to, and we never go. So let's have a meeting, and everyone come with your ideas that you keep having with your list, and we'll schedule them out. And if you can come to certain things, come. If you can't, you can't. And I would say we did like 85%. And I think a lot of friend groups do that. Like even like inside of our like the main group, even if you were like to talk to your like other friends, my other friends, we do a really bad job. We're like, oh, we're going to do all of these things, X, Y, Z. And you never do And you never do it. Nope. But once it's on the calendar, once it's like, hey, we're doing this, we're doing this, we're doing this. It's like, yeah, I'm going to commit to it. I have to. (laughs) <laughs> right but anyway we digress yes the yeah, point yeah, yeah, is yeah, yeah, yeah. we're very old yeah. and unless things are on nope, the calendar you're older than me rich that is true i'm what september October. i'm three months older than darm three and a half years please what yep. come on <laughs> three and a half years so you want to be 22 oh yeah doesn't that feel gross no sarah's 22 oh <laughs> <laughs> My sister Sarah's 22. She's going to be like, Rachel. <laughs> Come on. Right? Can't you see her saying that time? Rach. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, back yeah, to yeah, it yeah. though. Yep. Um, okay. So what did you do in that first week where you came early? Oh, so we, we actually explored a lot of London. One place is called The Shard, which is like kind of like a broken glass into a building. If you look it up, you'll see it. And what? I re- yeah. And I remember me and my buddy, we went there. They actually have, like, a garden inside the rooftop. Absurd amount of price for, like, a drink, water, whatever you want. But I remember it's it's so beautiful. You can actually look over and, like, it's fantastic. I recommend that 100% to go there. So do you what, do you have, like, drinks and dinner there? It's, I, I, I actually didn't go like for dinner out? time. Yeah, so I think there was a dress code maybe at the time or maybe there was. I honestly don't remember, but I remember having to wear, like, you know, like, I had to wear shoes, pants, regard all of those things. But I remember like looking over and there was like a nice like, you know, obviously the glass. But you can actually look over and see like um, you can see the London Eye. It's like almost like a phone booth building. I can't remember what it what it's called, but 
there's there's that building and i remember like you can see it from afar i 100% recommend going to the shard it's not that expensive to go up i think it was i think we were able to go in for free up top you obviously have to pay once you're up there like based on what you get that was fantastic and i remember i remember just kind of walking through london bridge it's very famous like depending on what movie you saw like not to sound nerdy but like spider-man like if, if you saw <laughs> yeah if you saw that one they have it with like zendaya and they're like fighting on like the london bridge if you haven't seen spider-man you need to go watch it i'm sorry 100 percent. yeah 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 and then you'll be able to see you'll be able to prepare to exactly go to london then. and i remember like i remember like taking a cool photo at like nighttime actually like london bridge is lit up it's like good food there's like an open tent it's all these cool things where it's just like it's such a vibe i feel like and like everyone's young Every time I would, like, go out where it's like, oh, wow, like, I just want to grab a quick beer, like, I had a long day, whatever it might be, everyone is young. Everyone's just, like, talkative. Everyone's, like, like... Lively, it sounds yeah. like. It, like, think about when we go out, I don't know, well, like, every time, anytime we've been out, like, as a group, and et cetera, like, I don't know, it's, like, an all, like, variety, and everyone's just, like, some people are, like, oh, I hate it here. Some people are, like, out of the world, etc. Everyone there is just, like... Hey, how are you? Like, they're like, they just want to talk to you. So the vibe is way better there. Like, yeah. people are more open to conversation. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like a lot, like, everyone's younger there. At least that are going out. That sounds cool. Any yeah. other places you'd recommend to go out at night? Ooh. I would, I don't know if about going out because I was a little bit younger. But I will say, everything closes at 11. Or 1. Which. What? At 11? Really? Yeah. A restaurant, like, everything is closed, like, at 11 or, like, besides maybe clubs and et cetera, but, like, every restaurant, 11, 11, 30, I remember calling multiple times, like, after, like, it, was, it wasn't even after 11, it was 10-something, and they were like, oh, yeah, we processed your order, and then you would call them back, and they were like... We're closed. Yeah, we're closed. Wow. And you're like, okay. Dang. Okay, so then, so the, the shard is one thing that you saw in your week. Anything else notable? One and I, it's it's twenty euros I think to do the entire loop, which sounds, it's it's not kind of worth it, but it is worth it in the sense that you get the photo. They I think they give you like a little documentary while you're in the like uh you know, the London Eye itself. Is that the gondola? I'm sorry, this is yeah. such an un un yeah, that is, question. Yeah. Okay, so it's the gondola yeah. where you can see a really. Yep. bird's eye view a right. bird's eye view of london yep. okay and it's very safe like i feel like most times like when you go to fairs it's shaking you, you like you're kind of scared london eye is not like that but it's like i don't know at the same point it's like 20 euros and so did you see a different view than what you saw at the shard because then almost yeah. i feel like yeah. it sounds to me like i think the london eye is something one of those tourist things where yeah. everyone feels like they have to do it. Oh, like, yeah. Like Positano, right? right? Everyone feels like they have to go there. So I feel like it sounds like that's one place everyone thinks that they have to go. But maybe if you don't want to hit all the tourist spots and you're okay with seeing the view somewhere else, maybe a little less touristy, the Shard could be cool to go to, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. Instead, could I get the same view? Because I don't know if I'd want to go and um. do both. That, yeah, that's, I think the shard is, so it's free to go up, but I think, I think what London Eye is so, like, famous for is, like, there's nothing else in that row, like, I think there's, like, pubs and other places you can go and sit, blah, 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 but that road or that strip has only one spot, it's London Eye. 
So you can never see that view. So you get to see Big Ben in a certain so way. So you like, get to see a, a like unobstructed view. Yeah. That's yeah. unique. Exactly. Okay, so it yeah. is worth it. So it, it is worth, worth it. it, yeah. yeah. Is it a long ride for 20 euros? I they No, they kept us up for a little bit. So like when you get like closer to the top, they they will kind of like, it's it's kind of stop and go. Like each spot, I feel like it kind of stopped for a little bit. And you, you have some time to take photos. Me and my buddy, we got to like pose. We got to pose together, like took like one-on-one fo- like you know each separate photos it, it was enough time for sure so i have another question because i saw this on a tv show i watched some trash tv not a lot not as much as the Don't typical 20 something girl which below the the row below the deck oh my god yeah i used to love below deck but no not below deck there was one called i think bling empire in dubai and she she was on the London Eye with her husband, and they were having like dinner with like a cheese board. And I was like, "Is this a thing?" Because I would like love to people. do that. That seems too oh, they're rich. loaded. They're yeah, loaded. Yeah. But I'm asking, like, is that something that they actually offer, or is that something that they let them do because it's a TV show? Probably. I feel like those individuals are a little too wealthy, so they probably could afford it. There's no way. Everyone that was, was like, there a table was there a table in the in the gondola. No, I, I, from what I remember, it was just chairs on each side. Wow, that's so fake. Then that makes me mad that they had dinner. It, in there it could have been. I it could have been possible. I, I can't remember at this point, but there might have been a table like to put your like drink or something. But I don't know if there was like a full on like full table on, on like each dinner. side where you like you're sitting and you're like talking. There's no way. Well, I you feel can't like, have a waiter either if you think about it. There's they no. How are they getting it up, up there? and yeah, have it ready? Yeah. Okay, hold on. I'm looking this up right now. Give yeah. me one second. Yeah. <gasps> Oh my god, guys. It's a thing. It's a thing. Oh my god, this looks sick. Darm, look at this picture. So, guys, this okay, is a picture at night of the London Eye, and there's a giant table in one of the gondolas, and Jeez. there's like a, wa- a waiter in there with a mini bar. <laughs> this is on Condé Nast, and it looks like you could do dinner if you really want it's definitely a billion dollars <laughs> it's called dining at 135 a three-course meal on the london eye wow wow how so, long is it though i don't know how long oh, it is okay. it doesn't say that there's no hot food allowed or alcohol so but you can you? have you can have champagne with one Isn't of the champagne hosts Oh, the cost. Okay, guess the cost. I just got the okay, cost. Okay, okay. Give me the over under. Guess the cost for afternoon tea and dinner on the London Eye. Per person or total? Per person. Holy shit. $235. For what one? Per person. For afternoon tea or dinner? Dinner. No. Dinner? 400? Oh, wait. Dinner for eight costs five pounds. So, wait. What's. Five pounds 5, per person divided by eight, so six hundred twenty-five pounds per person for dinner. Afternoon tea is four eighty pounds for up to twenty-five people. That's pretty cool. Yeah. That's twenty-five that's people good. for four four hundred something. That's nothing. That's a, yeah. That's nineteen bucks a person. Yeah, darn, that's you really missed out on going for afternoon tea on the London. Yeah, I don't know if I know twenty five people to this day still. So that yeah, I don't think I do either. I think I'd be able to find like five. I feel like you'd have to be from London to find twenty five people, and then like it's such I don't a think tourist like thing. Why would you even do any... that? Hold on, I have to read a little bit more. 
Okay, so here are some details, and then we'll move on. It says the experience takes place at night once the other passengers have disembarked at 8.30 and all the capsules are empty except for two, which are furnished with dining tables for up to eight people. Food and drink is brought on one course per revolution around the London Eye in flight boxes by waiters. Oh, and oh my God, it even says the menu. So it says... It's a proper fine dining meal experience, but it's not your average meal. It's carpaccio of beef. Beef carpaccio. You, but isn't it all cold, though? Is that what you it, said? I think it is all cold. Isn't that weird, Lobster though? Lobster salad, it How says. could lob... <sighs> right? Delicately cooked rack of lamb. Wait, this is How this is, is cooked. all of these warm, though? Seared filet of halibut. Oof, I'd get that. And then, yeah, it says there's white linen. There's champagne. They can take a break in between courses. I thought it said no alcohol. Is it champagne? Champagne's <laughs> alcohol. It says only champagne. You can only okay, have okay. champagne on there. So I I think I would do tea. I don't know if I'd do dinner. If I was ridiculously cold, wealthy, yeah. I would do dinner. Six hundred for a dinner. Yeah. Okay. I don't have six hundred twenty five dollars for um <laughs> yeah. seared halibut. Honestly. And cold. It's served and cold. cold. And cold. Well, we don't know. It says that they can't have hot food in one article, but another says this menu. So beef okay, carpaccio is definitely cold. Lobster salad, I feel like it could, could be cold, cold yeah. or hot. I think rack of lamb and seared halibut's gotta, that's gotta be hot. Be, yeah, it's gotta be hot. That's weird. So anyway, if you have six hundred twenty-five dollars, bring us, and that sounds good. You should definitely bring us. I think that's the only polite we'll do thing a great to do for you. because yeah. we told you guys about this. Yeah. Or if you get afternoon tea. I don't think you have to bring me for tea. What about you? You can Darm? bring me. Yeah. Okay, you can bring Darm, and then if you guys could just film the experience and send it to me. Yeah. Just so I know how it was. Just fly me out to London, though. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Oh, I'll, I'll take a flight out to London yeah. too. Actually, yeah. I'll come for that. Yeah. We'll have to put that on our bucket list. All the right. amount of smokers in Europe is another thing that gets me. So is that like one of the culture shocks that you felt? I just felt like every I don't know in the U.S. At least it's like. It's an area where it's like you gotta go indoors. Oh yeah, separate. Yeah, yeah. And which, like, I don't know. In a way, I kind of like. I don't want to like inhale it, which I get. Like people do it for whatever reasons, and I'm not judging. But I like. But you want clean yeah, air, yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, like I want to breathe <laughs> fresh air. But I feel like in London, everyone's just like chain smoking, and they're like in the restaurants. Restaurant, like it's in your face almost, where you're like, can I just have like like a little bit of oxygen that's not contaminated? Does anyone have those, like, old school pipes? Because when I think of London, when I think of people that live in London, I think of, who's that? Oh, my God, that detective. Yes, Sherlock Holmes. I literally picture Sherlock Holmes wearing the bare tooth. Oh, my God. Like the peacoat kind of thing? Yeah, so I think of Sherlock Holmes wearing the peacoat that's in that specific print and the little pipe. So did you did you see people where using? I the didn't, pipe? but I actually saw that strip. I think it's a like Beaker Street or I don't know what Baker, whatever it's, the street is. I actually live like two or three streets over. Okay, so that so was your university abroad. housing. Yeah, yeah. So I I remember we were actually like I was going to. I think anyone that studied abroad, at least in the UK, knows about Nando's. It's like a chicken restaurant, but the is point, it a chain? Yeah. Oh. Oh yeah, I think oh. it's in Australia and all. Like you get to choose like a chicken thigh, like all these other things with your rice. You can choose your other sides. 
hands down the best restaurant. I don't care what anyone says. <laughs> okay, so that's one food recommendation. Yeah, yeah. But I remember being on that road, and I remember seeing, like, that Sherlock Holmes, like, if you saw the Netflix series with, like, um, that's, I don't know. Oh, my Bender. gosh. I think I did yeah. see it. Yeah, whatever yeah. that guy's name is. But it's on that road, and I remember seeing it, and there was a line. There's, like, it's absurdly expensive, but... Wait. Wait, what is this? Is this a Sherlock Holmes related? Yeah, it's his house. It's where they recorded <gasps> Netflix. And I'm pretty sure it's based off of where he lived on Baker Street or whatever the street is called, though. It started off a B. I can't remember the name. I'm about to make myself look so dumb, but he was a real person. I thought he was a fictional character, like Nancy Drew. Like, I thought. No, I think. He so was I, a, I, I, I a will. A fixture of someone's imagination. I, I will admit, I also might be dumb, so we will correct this after. But <laughs> I'm pretty sure. That he's a real person. He was like a great detective. I think we obviously exaggerated the story of how good he is. Yeah. But it, it is on it. I think it's Baker Street. And I'm I'm 90, like, nine. no, I'm 100% sure I saw there was a line out there. And you, and didn't, go, like, you didn't go into his house? It's, a, I don't know if, no, it was like selling like stuff from like the, I don't know. It was selling Sherlock Holmes things, but it wasn't like, like genuine stuff. Things. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's Baker Street. Let's look it up. Though. Oh, there's a museum. Okay, so the oh, Sherlock okay. Holmes Museum is on 221B Baker Street in London, one of the world's most famous addresses. Okay. So that makes sense. This looks like a cool place. I it feel was. like this was like should a cool be somewhere people go to if they yeah. go to London, if they yeah. study abroad. If you went back, would you go to this place? I wouldn't go inside because I just was like, I don't know. I saw it from the outside. It was it enough. Was, yeah, it was enough. But that road itself... Great food, great cafe spots. Like, if you, I don't know, I'm a big coffee guy. That that street in itself has so many great coffee spots. I feel like when you go to Europe, coffee has to be on your list. I don't even oh, drink yeah. coffee. Yeah, but I'm I think European coffee is yeah. different. So okay, so Baker Street is one place you'd yep. recommend to people studying Nando's. abroad. Then Nando's, which is a restaurant, <laughs> which is a chain, <laughs> a chain chicken restaurant. Yeah, what food are they known for there? Oh my god, there's no, I'm pretty sure it's in Australia. Definitely there's, coffee and tea. Tea, too. I don't even know if they, oh, are you talking about Nando's? Or no, just I'm just talking about London. Like, London is oh, known yeah. for coffee oh, and tea, yeah. fish, for sure. Fish and crisp? Oh. <laughs> Isn't that what it's called? Charms. Fish and crisp? Crisp? <laughs> fish and chips? Please say it, say it into the microphone one more time. Fish and chips. Okay, there we go. I think I said crisp. You said fish and crisps. Isn't that it? Isn't that no. chips? In is, another word? Is <laughs> Okay, no, no. Tell me. Maybe I'm maybe I'm not <laughs> for laughing. Is that what they say in London? Fish and crips? No, crisps? not crips. They're not it's say not it. crisps. Crisps. I don't know. Do they say that there? Uh, okay. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. You're right. You're right. <laughs> Fish and chips. Fish and chips. You're right. You're right. You're right. Maybe I said crisps in the sense. I don't know. You're right. I thought that was a thing. But. I'm keeping that part. I love that. Thank, <laughs> thank you for that. Oh, God. <laughs> so did you try fish and chips? No. I actually hated fish at that point in time, so I never tried it. Wait, hold on. I meant to ask you. Oh, God. This, is like, um, this isn't going to be used in the part. So for the Italy podcast, we pretended that you don't eat meat. So like when we oh. talked about food, we didn't. I'm pretty sure we like but at said that, time, we didn't eat that you didn't anyway. eat. What would we eat? What would <coughs> well like pork? So we said that oh, Callie and you that, don't eat. Yeah, we said that Callie and you don't eat pork. But I think we tried to make sure that 
we didn't include you in like any meets in case your family listens. So yeah, do you want to? I think it's fine. If you want, we can just cut this part out. So just keep that in mind. If if your family ends up listening, just if you don't the think they will, or you don't care, just, yeah, yeah, yeah. then whatever. But I just want to remind you. Yeah, just send me whatever the final <laughs> thing is, and then I'll let you know. Be like, hey, <coughs> don't include that. Right. But because yeah. my goal <coughs> is to I'm be. Dying. Yeah, yeah. My goal, ideally, is to have a lot of people listen to these episodes. Right. And hopefully, when I get a lot more subscribers they'll go back and listen to like what's interesting and i feel like this could be one of the good episodes especially <coughs> sorry <I'm done. laughs> let's get a water asap <laughs> especially as a resource so just make sure like even yeah, though yeah, now yeah. Yeah, yeah, maybe yeah. 25 40 people will listen later on just make sure that like you know You'll, you'll be okay with it. Yeah, yeah. No, I got you. Just send it to me after. Anyway. Okay. But let's continue. So, let's continue about the food then. Oh. What other places would you recommend? Obviously, fish fish and chips. Did you try those? Uh, no, no. Oh, my God. The the French fries were good. Oh, my God. I, everyone says, like, the food is absurdly good there, which which it might be. And I maybe I missed the restaurants. So, obviously, I'm Indian. I went to an Indian restaurant. It was they like, didn't know that. Yeah. They don't yeah. know that. They saw They see me. <laughs> if, if, if you guys are on Instagram, you'll see that he's Indian. But yeah, if yeah, you're yeah. not, he's Indian. Right. <laughs> Thanks, Rach. But the point it was like very coconut based on Indian food, which is not like for me, it's, it's not like truly what Indian food tastes like. I feel like it was a lot. One time I went to a restaurant. And I remember going for breakfast, and I was like, oh, I just want, like, a veggie, like, eggs, like, beans. To- it said, like, eggs, beans, tomato, and, like, a piece of toast, which sounds great, right? You get, like, sliced tomatoes. Maybe it's in salsa. Eggs, you can season it with whatever you want, salt, pepper on the table, etc. With beans, like, fantastic. No, Rach. It was a half-cut tomato, like, a straight, like, f- it was the most... Biggest tomato that I've ever seen, GMO-free, which is great. <laughs> Cut in half, fried on one side to the point it was burnt, and the other side it was, like, raw. And that was tomatoes served with beans. Okay, fine. Which touched the toast. So the toast was oh, soggy. soggy. Yeah. With Ugh. eggs. And I just was like... What kind of eggs is it? I like sunny side up, so I did ask that. Isn't that the famous English breakfast is with, like, a piece of toast, beans, eggs? Yeah, yeah. I, I Maybe I asked too much to get a tomato, but... I don't know if I'm with that breakfast. That, I know. There's no way you want a half-cut tomato with one side burnt and the other side raw. I'll take some toast with jam and butter and some tea, honestly. Do they do bacon? Is bacon, they like, might... a popular side there? It probably is. I honestly didn't look too good at the menu at the time because i was oh yeah and you don't really eat bacon yep yep i still am (laughs) (laughs) was and is yeah yeah, depending on who's listening hello yes (laughs) do you want me to keep that part (laughs) that was a good one that was a funny one (laughs) so anyway what other foods did you see i forgot about the english breakfast do you have any tea Tea's fame. Oh my gosh, you didn't have any tea? I did not. I'm, I'm not a big didn't tea have guy. Any tea? No, my buddy didn't. I think me and him both were just coffee guys. So I think we got like cappuccinos, you know, like just like 
straight good job straight on caffeine. that one cappuccinos yeah. good Cap- job yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's nervous now yeah, yeah, ever since exactly. he messed up yeah. fish, fish and crips yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's gotta be a thing i've but regardless yeah it was we were just straight coffee all right any other food that you would say if people are going to london they need to eat this or oh, eat at oh, this place oh yes yes that's a great question so there's one spot that's like a chain restaurant where it's like five euros and you get an entire pizza for yourself. Remember that famous spot we went in Rome, Naples? Oh, Dami Shells. Yeah. Yes. But I don't know if it's it's that chain, but every time I would go in London or the surrounding areas, they're like, oh, this is like a chain from Italy. It's five euros. You get an entire pizza, brick oven. Like, you get to see the chef cook it. Like, you literally see the brick oven behind you or depending where you're sitting. 100%. Guaranteed. Consistently, every time we would go there... And it's five euros. Every restaurant was so expensive. And when you're studying abroad and you don't have a lot of money, spending five euros to eat, oh my God, you can't beat that. You just have to be okay that you're eating Italian food in London. Yeah. For me, <laughs> I, I that, that, for me that's okay. Yeah. No, I agree. For me, that's okay too. I went to Scotland and we ate pizza and pasta like every single day, even though it's not Scottish food, really. Even but... when we went to Italy, though. <coughs> Yeah. We didn't eat that much like, okay, yeah, we ate like the pasta and pizza, but did we actually eat, we didn't eat any meat, I don't know. No, yeah, we really didn't eat that much meat, except for I ate a lot of fish in Amalfi. Oh, yeah, yeah. But that sounds like it was Dami Shells, because the place that we went in Italy was same thing, right? It was yeah. five euros, and they have places not only a few in Italy, but I think they have one in New York. They have one in London, major cities, yeah. I think Tokyo. So that makes sense. So you went to that restaurant before, yeah. before we even went in Italy. Oh, maybe. <laughs> was, it, was it just as good? Oh, I don't know. Maybe it was just, I had like that large piece of luggage. It was hot. I don't know. That, personally for me, the pizza in Naples where we had to wait. In, I think the experience is like, it's hot. You have to wait in like this absurd line. It's like kind of like hectic you don't know when it's gonna be like where you are all those things makes the experience when you have that first slice of pizza absurd because it's like so good yeah you're like oh my god i went through all this just for this slice oh my god this is the greatest slice See, i've ever had but i don't know if you listen to the rome episode with callie and dorian yet yeah. but callie as you can probably remember she didn't like the pizza yeah she get she actually rated it on that episode of six out of ten and we were talking about how you and Dorian said that it was the best pizza of your lives. Good thing people. So was the this. was the London one just as good though? No, I'm I'm giving I'm. You're giving Italy's. The, I'm gonna the give top it, but it's also spot. been like five or six years at this point. Yeah, since so I've you don't it. remember. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So one thing I feel like we haven't talked about really or gone into depth about that's kind of surprising is the landmarks. Did you see any landmarks? Oh my god. Let me tell you all about it. Okay. <laughs> so Give us a the few deets. things. Yeah. I saw the Stonehenge. I saw Oxford, which hands down, best places to go. I know London Eye and all Big Ben, all those places, fantastic, great. Agreed. You should go see them. Stonehenge, it's so absurd. When you actually go there, you actually see how massive those stones are. And it, it kind of like, I don't know, for me, it's almost like going to Egypt in the sense. When you think of like the pyramids and all those areas, it's kind of scary to go to Egypt right now. Oh, yeah. And it's been for some time. And it's like every, I don't know. 
it's one of the what? Wonders of the world? Wonders mm-hmm. of the world? One of the and, seven wonders yeah. of the world. And yeah. And people are scared to go because it's like, I don't know, it's kind of times are uncertain. But the Stonehenge, I don't know, for me kind of resembles to an extent where it's like those stones are so massive where, I don't know, I remember taking a photo and I look, I'm pretty sure anyway, but I wasn't even like a quarter of the way up and you're like, how do they do that? And you see how big those stones are and you consider like, how big we are to those stones. I don't know how they did it, but the point being, it's it's absurd. And actually, I remember like kind of traveling into Oxford soon after. And I'm sure anyone that knows J.K. Rowling's that I think Harry he's, Potter. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So in Oxford, there's like the the symbol. Is it is it for Harry Potter? Oh, like the lightning the thunderbolt. Bolt? Yeah, the, yes. yeah, the lightning bolt is yeah. it's actually engraved into Oxford. And I think that's how they got inspired to write Harry Potter, like the famous symbol. And you can actually see it engraved. I remember when we were taking a tour, they showed it, showed it to us in Oxford. They're like, that's where it was. And you could see it's like perfectly engraved still. And what's kind of absurd to me is like, it's not damaged. You can walk over it. You can throw anything on it. And yet no one's ever done it. I don't know. I feel like a lot of people, even when Love we went Harry to... Potter. Yeah, and I feel like even when to go Coliseum or any wonder wonders of the world, like people are always like ruining it. They're damaging like, yeah, it. damaging it. Oh yeah, it. because yeah. you're right. In the Coliseum, people were yeah. etching their names exactly, their which names is so etched, absurd. Which is so such a disrespectful thing yeah. to do to yeah. historical landmarks, especially any any type of what is it like city property yeah any type of city property especially the wonders of the world and yeah yeah and what's surprising was there's no security you literally can put your like you could step over if you want so how big was the lightning bolt i think it wasn't that big like i remember seeing it was like the size of like my like it wasn't even the size of my feet it was like it's right there you could see it in oxford and on top of that when we were in oxford i remember going to like this spot to get uh, a baked potato because i obviously could not i didn't eat meat at the time <clears throat> and the person that lo- uh that wrote the lord of the rings yep was there not was there at the time but was at that pub and got inspired to write the lord of the rings there wow so a lot of big book series yeah. being written yeah. and inspired by london yeah very cool so to back up a little bit for yep. the harry potter mark right are you saying that J.K. Rowling got her inspiration from that mark or Oxford put that mark in as an ode to J.K. Rowling's series? I think that mark was there and I think uh, J.K. Rowling, the person that wrote it, yep, I think saw the, the thunderbolt or the lightning, whatever you want to call it, and got inspired Buy from it. that. Yeah. Wow. So I'm pretty sure that's what the that's what the tour guide said. So it could be wrong. But I remember them saying like, hey, this is where they got inspired to see it, mm-hmm. and which it, I, it could be true. But at the same point, I don't, I don't know. I I, I doubt it because in a sense, it's like why is it not protected? But maybe it's not that big of a deal. Maybe there's not a lot of Harry Potter fans. But <laughs> no, <laughs> there's definitely. A I know lot Ryan's of gonna Potter. tackle me. Yeah, Ryan's, <laughs> Ryan's actually gonna kill you when he hears this. Yeah, no, a lot of Harry Potter fans, but I feel like they're pretty respectful because actually. Yeah. Now that you say that, I have a connection to that. So the only place I've been in the UK, UK is what? Um, London or England, Iceland, Scotland, right? I Wales? think it is. 
Wales. Maybe. Yeah. I don't know. So I've been to a few countries in the UK. Yeah. The first one that I went to is Scotland and they have a whole street actually. Have you watched Harry Potter, Darm? I've only seen a few of those movies. So for those of you that have watched it and are living, breathing people. <laughs> what? Everybody who's living and breathing should watch hey, I should have watched already Harry you Potter. Have to, you have to watch it. But so there's a famous yeah. street called Diagon Alley in um, the movies, Harry Potter. And it's like in the wizarding world. And J.K. Rowling wrote her I think the first or a few of the books at this famous cafe in Edinburgh called, I think it's called the Elephant Cafe or something like that. And there, the cafe looks totally normal. Obviously, they're smart with marketing. And so they use the fact that J.K. Rowling wrote Harry Potter, yeah. whatever part, whatever book she wrote there, they use that to market themselves. But when you go in, there's not much about it. When you go into the bathroom, the wall is covered in graffiti and people's names saying like that they were there because it's such a famous spot and i'm not gonna lie to you this is my first trip appropriate i was 18 me and sam wrote our names no me and sam wrote our names and actually the crazy thing was our friend went to study abroad maybe a year or two later and this is like an older friend like we don't talk a lot and she dms me (sighs) She sends me a picture and I'm like, what is she sending me? She goes, I'm at this cafe where J.K. Rowling wrote Harry Potter and I go to the bathroom and I see your name here. (laughs) She was like, did you write this? And I'm like, yeah. No way. Yeah. So one of my friends actually saw it. But, you know, moral of the story, don't write your name. But I guess at that cafe, like, they don't paint it over. They don't paint it over. No, I literally asked about it and they're like, we don't even paint it over. This is such like a sacred spot to everybody. We just leave it. If you want to sign your name, like sign your name. So, no, not so. I, I'm, all I'm saying is I would never, ever, ever, you would not catch me dead trying to etch my name into the Coliseum or anything else. But this was a bathroom of a restaurant where there were literally thousands of names. You couldn't even see the wall. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to write my name here. <laughs> so I did. Rage. Usually I'm saying don't we do not do condone it. that. We don't condone it. But, but I, you know what? This is this is my oh, podcast, wow. and it's I'm gonna fine. tell you if you're at this cafe <laughs> and you're experiencing the Harry Potter of Harry Potter part of Edinburgh in Scotland. Yeah. It sounds just like London. How they they a lot of parts of Harry Potter were inspired by it. Then write your name there and go and look at Di- <laughs> and go and look at Diagon Alley because it's pretty cool or the street that it was. Fair, fair. That it was inspired by. So yeah, fair, right? Yeah, I, I you got it. Fine, that's fair. I'll give it to you. So yeah, funny, funny thing. I wonder if those are the only places where J.K. Rowling was inspired. Probably, because she's from the U.K. Yeah, I, so I think that's surprising. where Oxford University. I mean, I I saw the university, Oxford University, which is like super exclusive. Oh, uh, what's his name? Uh, Stephen Hawking. Yep, he went he there. He went there. I feel like a lot of people went to Oxford. So Hermione, or no, not Hermione. Oh my God, what's the actress's name? Emma Watson, who plays Hermione, also yeah. went there. Oh, um, she studied there. Yeah, yeah, oh, she wow. studied there. I'm yeah. pretty sure she got her degree there. But so, what was the I university like, like? Was that oh, one of the coolest I mean, things would, you've seen? I I didn't actually go. I don't. There's, there's no way I'd be smart enough to even walk the grounds. You didn't. I thought you took a tour. 
No, I well, it, it is part of Oxford University, but I think I only saw, like, there's, like, a bridge. We So there's, like, certain parts that you're allowed to go into and certain parts that you're not. That's just for students. That makes yeah. sense. Yeah, which yeah. does make sense. But I think the part of the, the, the Thunderbolt itself we saw, and there was, like, a bridge. But if you, like... There's no way we can go where like the classes and all those things were held. I'm sure. I'm sure those individuals are way ahead of us. I've seen like <laughs> videos of them, and they're like they're absurdly smart. So that's impressive. But regardless, I think you should if you go to the UK, hundred percent. Go to London, spend two or three nights. Friday, Saturday, fantastic, and then start going food, to explore. Fishing crips, fishing chips, fishing crips. <laughs> okay, that's a good roast. Yeah, 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 that's right. That's, that's fair, fair. I have to. I have to. I saw my opportunity. Yeah, I had yeah, to no, that's it. fair. That's fair. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and then go and see those famous landmarks, right? Famous landmarks. Yeah, 100%. So then, was the class that you took good for those people who are like, oh, I might be on the edge of studying abroad here? Yeah. Do they have good classes? I, I've, I actually learned a lot. I remember like talking to like one of the individuals at AIG, Xfinity, and those people were like pretty high up, whether they were like VP, controllers, etc. You know, when you're talking about like multi-billion dollar companies and you're in college, you know, whatever insight they give you is is like, I don't know. Helpful. Yeah, exactly. Helpful is the right word. So, right. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So what would you rate your experience out of 10? And if you did it over again, would you choose London? Okay. That's a tough one. What would I... Okay, so the first question, the first part, part was part like, a was yeah, part A was like, what would, would you, I give it out of 10, right? Yeah. Pretty much. So I'm going to give it out of anywhere I can go in the world. Yeah. Wow. That's, so be, this. Be honest. Yeah. Be honest. I'm going to, I'm going to give it an 8.5 because I'm, I'm in the, I'm in the business side. I think it's hard to compete with London, New York City and certain parts of the world in the business side. I think just have accomplished a lot they have big companies you know it's very hard to compete with large uh, corporations but uh, besides like the whole you know who cares about all that yeah because who who really cares about that i think the one part of the world that i would that 100 percent i would go to is antarctica what i didn't know this about you yeah I so think, if you could go if so if you could do it again you would maybe go to antarctica which is like i don't think you can even go go to like it's so exclusive like there's like you have to go through like a private area like it's it's so many things against you and it's like the most exclusive people in the world can go to like you know they have like igloos there it's so crazy but i think that's the one place where it's like what i like the most is like stepping away from technology and all those things and it's kind of like where it's just you you get to breathe there's like there's no wi-fi there's none of those things where you're just like what's happening it's i think what's happening now more than ever and rach i think you can you know i'm sure you can vouch to is fear of missing out Mm -hmm. you're like wow my friends are doing this with social media yeah yeah because you keep seeing what people are doing and you're like i want to do that exactly you're like why didn't i do it and it's not practical it's not cost effective it's not it's not even about those things but it's just more line more along of the lines of crap i missed it out but i think the one thing on top of the fomo is when you're studying abroad you have the chance of not missing out and then those experiences those memories are going to last a lifetime with you 
whether it's you tell your significant other, it's going to help you. And when you're going to like the workforce, people want to see that you're different, right? I like, I, I get that study abroad is being more common, but when you can say, Hey, I studied abroad for like three or four months and I stepped out of my comfort zone, that's going to help you in that side too. Especially if you could talk about, I think, what you learned in a different country. Because yeah. the first episode of this series, the one with Emma that I know you haven't listened to yet because it's not out <laughs> okay, yet. Okay, okay. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> no, it's okay. It's not out yet. But um, that one, she talks to me about how she was a fashion major at Johnson Wales and she took fashion classes in Italy, in Florence. Wow. Which Milan is, I think, the fashion capital of the world. Yeah, I mean, everyone goes there, pretty much. So it's like that helped her to get a unique perspective yep. on fashion and kind of add another facet of her major. Like she learned something she wouldn't have been able to learn or, or get firsthand experience in the U.S. So it was oh, good, yeah. and I feel like it's the same for you yep. for going. You're a business major. You were an you're you were an accountant. You were. You were an accounting major, so for a business major, like you said, huge corporations are there, huge companies. I'm still an accountant. It, he's still an accountant. <laughs> um, but it was probably really cool to go and see that and get that unique perspective for you yep. that you wouldn't have gotten here. Yeah. Okay. Well, I think that's everything. Is there anything else you want to chat about? Oh, wait. Just kidding. I had one more thing. Yep. So, be... Go ahead. <coughs> Sorry. Okay. Also, before I forget... Before we end this, be honest with me. The eight and a half out of ten that you gave London, did the weather contribute to that? Because when I went to Scotland, it rained most of the time. And Scotland is beautiful, yep. historical, just like I imagine London is. I've never been there, but I'm guessing a little similar since they're both in the yep. UK. The weather bummed me out. So I need this, the sun. You know what? You're right. I definitely need the sun. And living in CT, you know... I definitely get seasonal depression, like I'm sure like most of Connecticut individuals here. But I will say when I went to London was the first time in years, apparently, that those two or three weeks was the lowest amount of rain. I think it only <gasps> rained a, wow, like a couple so of days lucky. here and there. And they told me it was a record amount that it did not rain. And for that, maybe that that might have contributed to it. But I loved it. Everyone was out. Everything was, I don't know. So that game, so that that might have contributed to a better score. But if you think about it, then you experienced London at a very unique time. Then yeah, a very rare time. Yep. So I wonder if you went back, if the weather, how you would feel about the weather, and if you would feel like me, maybe you would rate yep. it a little bit lower. Maybe the weather wouldn't affect it because, like Callie says, she's like rain doesn't really bother me. Oh, if no, it rains the me. whole time, like it's fine. But I, I need vitamin D. But to that's be the happy. thing. That's the thing about studying abroad. You don't know what's gonna happen. Right. You have no clue. But. And that that out. was just your experience. That yeah, was your maybe first not for hand me, experience. But yeah, for anyone. So that's all you have to go off of. Well, thank you so much for coming on, Darm. This is amazing. Thank you for having me. No problem. And I think at some point we're gonna have to have you on again to talk about so. traveling for work, etc. Because you travel a lot. Yep. So yeah, thank you again, and we'll talk to you soon. Bye, guys. Listen to the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Thanks. If you've made it to the end of this podcast, I just want you to know that I love you and I appreciate your support. 
If you liked what you heard today and you're looking to dive right into the tips, tricks, trips, and stories, you can head on over to the next episode. You can also like or leave a review on this podcast if you really want to show your support. You can share it on social media and you can give me a follow on all platforms at The Traveling Twin. Thank you so much again for listening. I hope you have a great rest of your day and I hope to see you soon. Thank you.